0: I'm Ann. And I'm London, and this is Entertainment Mania, where we are currently living in a Barbie world. If any of you have been to a movie theater recently here in the US, and I don't actually know about internationally, but uh the movie theaters are a sea of pink right now. Um Greta Gerwig's Barbie movie came out last week, I think. Mm-hmm. Yes, I, I know time. <laughs> anyway, uh that's what we're here to talk about tonight, and we're really excited. Yep, we are here and we
1: are down. I don't think either of us is wearing pink at the moment, but
0: we no, were on
1: uh I was going to say we both were on Thursday when we saw it, but
0: uh I was you actually wearing blue. I I personally do not have much pink in my wardrobe. Um so I unfortunately I it's not that I missed the memo, it's just that the memo arrived and I didn't have any material. <laughs> <laughs> and i was too busy to go shopping
1: it's okay london pulled the ken aesthetic of our group
0: yes um, i guess and
1: i'm pretty sure my very vibrant barbie pink dress um
0: you totally made up for it totally <laughs> you and the rest of your family particularly liza yeah shout out to liza love that Liza. Girl. you looked amazing liza-
1: Liza has a great taste in media. Let me tell you, and I say that because her taste is very similar to mine. Um, (laughs) But uh, Liza does not own any pink, like at all. And so going into this movie, she was like, I don't own any pink. Maybe I'll just wear black. And I'm like, isn't that just going to make you stick out more if the rest of us are all wearing pink? She's like, oh, I guess you're right. And day of, she's like leaving the house. And I'm like, where are you going? And she's like, Oh, I'm gonna go buy myself a pink shirt. Liza <laughs> went out and bought a pink shirt for this,
0: so shout out to her. She looked great. Oh, bless her. That's really cute. Um, yeah. So that's the movie we're gonna talk about tonight. And um, whoo! What a movie. Um,
1: yeah. Right. Let's make it, it was start, so much more
0: than I was expecting.
1: Right. It was like everything I was expecting, but at the same time, it was like so much more. Mm -hmm. like it just was so good let's maybe start with some spoiler free thoughts and reviews and then we'll go into a spoiler section um you want to start
0: uh shoot uh yes i will attempt to start um this movie felt like um like like based on the trailer you're like oh it's just gonna be about barbie and yes it is about barbie but do not forget Ken. He is very much still a part of this movie, and his story is absolutely as important as Barbie's is in in the the overall the st- in the overall story. I used story like three <laughs> times in that sentence. It's fine, um, but yeah, it was marvelously well done. The acting was incredible. Um, it was exactly as serious and ridiculous as i was expecting from a barbie movie made by greta gerwig so Mm -hmm. it was it was spectacular and there are even a few um uh like they they have like i don't know five or six songs written for the film Mm -hmm. that feature in the film not just the credits and it's 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 fantastic really fun it really is fantastic. It's just
1: I feel like it's just the definition of like a fun movie.
0: Mm-hmm. It,
1: it's so good. Um out of say 5 stars, what would you give it, Lennon?
0: Personally, I'd give it a 5. Mm-hmm.
1: I'd agree with you on that. I I really do think it's a 5-star movie. Um I understand some of the complaints that are going around about it, but I just I don't agree with them. I understand where people are coming <laughs> from, but I don't agree with it. The movie, so I remember Margot Robbie did an interview where they asked, Okay, we can see that it's PG 13. Is this a kit? Is this a show for movies? are my goodness.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is a show really for do. movies.
1: Really tripped over that one. Um they that was, asked her. That was funny. <laughs> whoops. They asked her if this was a movie for children, for kids. And she goes, The amazing thing about this film is that. Um, Greta genuinely made this movie for everybody. And she goes, That's what people say about a lot of movies, that this film is for everyone. She goes, And then Margot Robbie goes, This film actually is for everybody. And while there was a little bit of language and definitely some innuendos and some not so innuendos, um, a majority of the film, yes, it's very family friendly, except for maybe just a couple of lines. And I can very much see where she was coming from when she said this is a film for everybody. It's just, it's got a great message. It's really funny. It is very bright and happy. And yet it hits really deep in the soul at the same time. I I haven't really watched a film quite like this. And I've watched films that are one way or another like they have bits and pieces of this but I've never seen it quite like this and I think that Greta Gerwig just did a great job and it's absolutely a five-star film
0: awesome okay now let's spoilers time I I want to talk about the rest of the film (laughs) all right moving on into our spoiler alert section I actually took notes the second time I watched the film I took a notebook (laughs) (laughs) I love that you did that I do. It was very difficult to write. So <laughs> we're going to be um, struggling just a tiny bit to read my own handwriting. It'll be That's fine. okay. All right. Well, since you
1: have the notes,
0: London, where would you like to start? With the 2001 Odyssey um, homage opening. <laughs> like, that was amazing.
1: <laughs> so I didn't know that that was an homage until just a couple of days ago. When Really? Somebody sent me a video. Yeah. Something about it was very familiar to me and I did not mm-hmm. know what it was. And then somebody sent me a video and I was like, Oh, it's from this I think it's from Space Odyssey from like two thousand one. Is that what it's like called?
0: Two thousand one, Space Odyssey. I think that's what it 2001 is. Two thousand one Odyssey. I don't remember the actual title of the film. It's been like ten years since I've seen it. Um, see, and I've
1: never seen it. Yeah, but I know that I've seen some of it. Like clips on the internet. But yes, that homage was
0: Incredible. I think the best part about it was the little blonde girl with bangs and glasses. She w- stole the show. Abs- those facial expressions <laughs> when she's smashing the doll into the ground. Amazing. I, I loved it. Um, also the narrator is quite possibly my favorite character. Possibly. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of favorite characters in this film. But she has these hilarious little quips when she's telling the story she'll be like like in the beginning she's talking about how um there's always been dolls but for the longest time the only dolls were baby dolls and mm-hmm. so girls could only play at being mother and um she says something about it that gets old eventually or something and then she tells the audience go ask your mother <laughs> <laughs> Everyone bursts out laughing like, oh, yeah, yeah, babies are cute. And then and then they're toddlers. And it's like, ugh, you're work (laughs) now. (laughs) Just kidding. There's still plenty of work when they're babies. Um, Let's see what else. And then that jumps from there. It jumps right into Barbie Land stuff. Mm -hmm. um, And we get to meet the main Barbie of the film, which is stereotypical Barbie. And that's played by Margot Robbie. Mm-hmm. and it's great we have a lizzo song right at the beginning yep yeah. <laughs>
1: i i um at the the la premiere they interviewed the cast and said what song are you most excited to hear in the film and um most of them said Billie eilish's song which is featured at the mm-hmm. end of the movie um but one of them said Lizzo's song is just awesome. And Lizzo's song was one of the few that did not get released until the movie came out, where a lot of them got released kind of like the weeks following, coming up to it. Mm -hmm. Um, and but Lizzo's song did not get released till that Thursday night that the movie came out. And, um, One of them said, like, Lizzo's song is just so awesome. So to get it that early in the film, I was very, very excited to hear it. And I think it just, it fits the vibe so well. It introduces the entire movie so, so well.
0: What I think the reason why they waited so long to release the Lizzo um, song is because it has, like, not, not quite plot points, but it it progresses that, that opening sequence um, yeah, it's, in a it's way that the other songs don't she's doing. really do. Yeah. Uh huh. And there's actually two versions of the song that we hear in the movie. And only one of them is out in, um, on Spotify. The second one is after the dance party and she wakes up and, and, you know, now she's got these, unrelenting thoughts of death but and she doesn't know what to do with them and and lizzo's mm-hmm. like she gets around to doing um the spelling out the word pink and my favorite part about it is uh she gets decay after um all of the others which is only after. three um <laughs> i've got two brain cells at best today um no that's that's a good day zero brain cells never mind um when she gets decayed the only, like, K stands for death. <laughs> Which doesn't make sense the way I'm talking about it. But when you're watching the scene, it's really funny. Because all of the other letters are also different than they were earlier. Like, the first time through, they're like, P, pretty, I, intelligent, N, never sad, K, cool! <laughs> and then they do it again, and then... Oh, it's really
1: funny. After that um, opening scene, she gets to the beach and we finally get introduced to Ken. And uh, I, um, Ken in this film was so interesting because I think his story is what is the tipping point for most people when it comes to either really liking this movie or really not liking this movie, just based off of what I've seen. For me, Ken was absolutely hilarious. And I think his story when you really look at it is very impactful and very true for some people. Um, While this movie, like, let me back up for just a second. Some of the biggest complaints I've seen about this movie is that it takes the idea of patriarchy and it really, it makes it look like men are terrible and, Um, I don't agree with that at all. I don't think that that's what this movie is doing. I think this movie is very purposely making it a lot more dramatic than it actually is for sake of um, plot and comedy. Like, That's not necessarily what our world is, but I think what this movie is doing is it's pointing out the drastic differences in our world and the Barbie world, Barbie land, and how in Barbie land, women very clearly run everything, where in our world, we do definitely have men running a lot more of, well, everything. And Mm -hmm. um, obviously, we've seen a lot more improvement in the last 50 years than we used to have but there's still some imbalance there. And I think this movie tries by the end, it kind of shows that a society has to have both those who are um, like, has to have a good balance of both men and women and both have to be in power and both have to feel important. And it's this, it needs to be this really healthy balance. And I feel like this movie just does a great job of, Honoring women for just being women and showing what a woman goes through in her head every single day. It's honestly, it's kind of incredible that they were able to get that. So spot on. Um, Greta Gerwig is just, um, um, it just did a great job of showing like just exactly what we go through as women every single day. And if men go through that too, I'm sorry because it's terrible. Um, I could go so much farther into this, but we can get into this later or move on. Cause there's a lot of stuff that's the, that, I don't know. I just, it's so that point in the movie is what really hits deep for me. And it's great. And I think the balance between Barbie's story and Ken's story actually is a really, they actually do a really, really good, good job of that.
0: Um, what what I thought about Barbie's story and Ken's story is it's an interesting flip on the way that um I I think um the men and women of I, I guess I'll run with the millennial generation, because that's where um a lot of feminism like really kicked up. Mm-hmm. Um so like um Ken All of the Kens in Barbie land are very much the way that they're, they're living at the same status that women have for a very long time here in the real world where um, Barbie doesn't even know if Ken has a house. Ken Mm -hmm. doesn't have a job. He doesn't have a car. He's, he's got nothing. All, all he has is Barbie and um, Barbie doesn't always even give him the time of day, (laughs) uh, which is, that, that's another thing i'll talk about here in a minute but i i liked the way that they did this film where you got to see it it flipped and you could see where um ken came across this idea of i can have respect i can have power i can be i can be more i can have my own things and he he took it so far he didn't even fully understand it and later in the film he says that um once he learned that patriarchy wasn't even about horses he lost interest <laughs> which is one of the funniest lines but it was it's very it's it's definitely a parallel story to how many people have taken um feminism and pushed it all the way to misandry yeah and that's what ken did with with patriarchy he took it all the way to to misogyny with with the barbies and um it's it's a a dangerous little knife's edge that we play all the time um that um we struggle to find a balance with because to a certain extent some people want revenge and vengeance or whatever for how long they spent not being able to own land not being able to um, votes or whatever like I personally haven't had to deal with like 90% of that so yeah like society has come a very long way and I I have missed 90% of um the actual progression but um it it was it was nice to see this story um and I couldn't help but think the whole time that like when Ken is taking things away from Barbie, I was like, is this is this what my brothers feel like when when I want to go see all of these um superhero films with only women running it and only like it's very much focused on girls, like they're like I'm I'm losing my my position. Like mm-hmm. I used to have all the superheroes or whatever. And like I feel like maybe I understand that better, or maybe I'm not picking up on the point or whatever, but i I really do feel like this film is very much for men and women, and like you and and Margot Robbie said for everyone, mm-hmm. because Ken and Barbie's story was very much a little boy and a little girl who had been told by everyone around them, your boyfriend and girlfriend. And actually, that's an interesting note that Rhiannon brought up. In the movie, Ken says girlfriend, boyfriend, because they're in um, Barbie land. Oh, yeah. He doesn't say boyfriend, girlfriend. He says girlfriend, boyfriend. Um, But yeah, it was very much that little, you know, little kids playing in the sandbox. All of the adults are like, oh, they're so cute. That's your little girlfriend. And Ken's like, of course, that's my girlfriend. That's that's Barbie. I was made for Barbie. I don't exist without Barbie. And Barbie's like. I I don't know where Ken lives. (laughs) I think the interesting thing about Ken is that
1: I feel like he doesn't... He just doesn't know any different. All he knows Mm -hmm. is that he wants some kind of a... He wants to be more like Barbie. He just doesn't know in what ways. So when he learns about patriarchy, like you said, he takes it all the way. Like way all the way and way over does it. And I... Like I feel like some people go through that where they want just more attention, more appreciation. But instead, um, they they misunderstand that and they think that to be I want all of the power, I want everything. And mm-hmm. learning to find that happy medium in life is, kind of the key here and i also loved that you talked about a little bit about how this is almost how some people see feminists in a way because yes there are some women that believe that women deserve to rule the world whereas most people that believe in feminism don't think that way they just want women to be appreciated as much as men are and to have as much power as men have yeah and i feel like this movie does a great job of showing listen this this is not this is what you're seeing. This is not what it actually needs to be. It actually would be bad if women completely took over because mm-hmm. we need that healthy balance. And I don't know. I just I I, I love that you brought that up because it um, it's just a really
0: good part of the movie. <laughs> yeah. Um. Let's see. What's another thought that I had along those lines? Well, we've um, talked so
1: much about Ken's story. Maybe we ought to yeah, talk let's get about back to Barbie's, Barbie's right? story
0: because it is Barbie's movie. <laughs> um uh, let's see. With the whole Barbie and Ken situation, um Barbie's side of it was particularly interesting because um like for a doll that is um so what is the word I'm looking for? She's what you project on onto she's very much yourself onto her yeah yeah. a little specifically stereotypical barbie because um she's the stereotypes of barbie and uh i'm i'm diverging because a random thought came up um i think i know why ken is so obsessed with barbie and and so stereotypical ken is because, of of course, he's stereotypical Ken. She's stereotypical Barbie. But um, in, uh, let's see, when Barbie is traveling back to Barbie land with Gloria and Sasha, I think it's Sasha. Is it Sasha? I can look it up. Keep going. I think so. Gloria says, I never, don't tell Ken, but I never had a Ken. So Ken has had no one projecting anything onto him his entire life. This specific Ken, because this Barbie had a person that was projecting things onto them, and this Ken didn't. Mm. So he really genuinely doesn't know who he is without Barbie because he has never existed for anyone but Barbie. Yeah. That's my thought.
1: I, going into this movie, I was excited to see Ken because I thought that it was going to be completely comedic for him. Um, mm-hmm ken in barbie life in the dream house which if you haven't seen it as a web series that they also have on netflix and it's absolutely hilarious and ken is we just... did an episode
0: on that show actually. we did
1: you guys should go back yeah. and listen to it because it's hilarious and we literally just quote the show like the whole time mm-hmm. um but that in that show, Ken is just all for Barbie. Like, he spends his entire life just doing everything he can for Barbie. In fact, in one episode, he's like, I should get a job because I don't have one. And then by the end of the episode, he goes, my job is just being Barbie's boyfriend. And I just need to take care of her and do stuff for her. And it's hilarious. And that's kind of where I thought this movie was going. And you know mm-hmm. what? They kind of started in that place. And to be honest, he almost ended there, too. Um, but I love that Barbie's like, no, like you are more than just me. She's like, I appreciate your love and attention and I'm sorry. I never gave it back to you, but you need to find who you are Mm -hmm. and be what you want while also lifting up others. And I love that
0: so much. There's a magnificent line that Barbie says there. Um, Maybe all of the things that you thought made you who you are aren't actually what makes you who you are. Mm-hmm. Because Ken has spent this whole time thinking, like, I my job is beach. Uh, beach is the only thing I know how to do. And Barbie is the only person I have. And he has this amazing rivalry with um, the other Ken played by Simu Liu. And oh, I really hope I said that right. Um. And like that is, for the first 20 minutes of the film, that encapsulates everything that he knows and does. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And it isn't until he goes into the real world that he realizes that there could be more. And he just needs Barbie to point him in the right direction at the end. Like, hey, go figure yourself out. You're great. You are kidding. You're enough. (laughs) And you're great at doing stuff. Kenough,
1: that wonderful sweatshirt mm-hmm. she has at the end of i need it that hayden's probably that gonna buy it oh they've you've got to have it somewhere right <laughs> um there i i'm just barely being reminded by my own brain um that barbie actually gets that same speech from somebody else that speech that she gives to ken she also gets from um uh oh gloria, my god i think nope right? not from gloria that's a different speech that speech that she gives to Ken of finding yourself and just being you, she gets a similar version of that speech from, oh, oh I Ruth Handler, remember. right? Yes. Thank you, Ruth. Yes. That's who she gets it from. Um, and I, I had forgotten about that, but I love that scene with her and Ruth. The first one with the two of them is one of my, I love the second scene with them as well. Um, but that first scene is one of my favorite parts of the movie. Did you know that they actually almost took that out?
0: They did.
1: Yeah. Um, according to what I've read online. So who knows how true this is, right? But they, mm-hmm. some of the producers actually wanted to take that out. And Greta said, if you take this out, it will take everything out of this movie that I, the, it, it will take out the only reason I wanted to make this movie in the first place. This scene mm. makes the point that I made this movie for. If you take it out, you're taking everything I wanted. And they kept it in. And I'm glad they kept it in because this movie would not be the same if they did not have Ruth in it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Like, all of my favorite lines come from scenes Ruth is in. Uh-huh. Um, Like, let's see. Uh, at the end of the film, um, we get, like, all of the major plot points wrapped up. And Ken finally feels like he's like I'm Ken sliding down the slide or whatever, and um, uh, I think Sasha says it. She's like, "What about Barbie? What what does she get? What's her ending?" And Ruth shows up and she's like, "I'm I made Barbie to not have an ending. Like that was the whole point. Barbie mm-hmm. is an idea, and Barbie goes and has a a little chat with Ruth and some." I don't know. It's a it's spiritual Barbie realm of some sort. I don't know. I love it. Yep, that's it, it was great. Great colors. Um, but um, she's like, I don't, I don't know what I want to do, but I want to be a part of the people that make, not the thing that is made. I want to be the one doing the imagining, not the idea. I'm uh-huh. Like, Rhiannon said this, and I wish she was in here, but. Um, the story, Barbie's story is w- absolutely would not work without Ruth in the story because the original doll Barbie was made and named after, made for and named after Ruth's daughter, Barbara Handler. Mm-hmm. And it's very much um, a creation and creator and daughter and mother. Conversation that they're having where the Daughter is like I want to be The mother now I want to be the creator Now I don't I I want to c- progress I want to go to the next step And The single greatest line In the film in my personal opinion And the one that is going to haunt me until My my death Honestly Is uh, what Ruth Says in response to all of that Um after telling her that um, she made Barbie for her daughter. She says, we mothers stand still so our daughters can look back and see how far they've come.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I heard that the first time. And I was like, oh, oh, I need to schedule a therapy session immediately. I <laughs> know oh, that hurts a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> because there there are absolutely... Um, bits and pieces of my relationship with my own mother where I'm like there it's very much she's standing still and I've moved very far ahead and that is just a gap that I don't know if I can bridge anymore Mm -hmm. and I hope I can and we'll we'll figure it out someday but it is very much uh, I'm I'm still marching forward and she's standing still
1: yeah I I think about everything that my own mother has given up and not that she's really given up much, you know, not that I'm aware of, but like my mom, when they were able to afford it, as soon as they were able to afford it has been a stay at home mom. Like she gave Mm -hmm. up on education and being able to have a job and she's great with people and she loves, you know, being hands on and being involved in things. And um, she's just now getting back to finishing her education, her further education and um, I like she gave all that up so that she could raise us and I can't help but think like when I'm a mother I hope I'm willing to sacrifice for my children you know I wish I I hope that I'm as good as my mother was because um, you can really when you look for it you can really tell how much she gave Um, and I, I really appreciate that and that line hits that line hits hard it does. That's one of those mm-hmm. lines of the movie that just,
0: oh, it hits you all the way, all the way to the soul. <laughs> oh man. Um, the last thing that I want to talk about is the Billie Eilish song mm-hmm. that um, you may, me, you may have noticed this. I didn't notice this until the second time I watched it, but in every single emotional scene in the film, the melody of this song is playing in the background on piano every single one i
1: didn't know that it's
0: why when you hear it at the end it hits so hard because you're like oh i've already begun to associate this melody with all of the hard hitting points
1: and then you you add you add the lyrics on top of it and
0: yes which um i i just want to talk about the last bit the last little stanza i guess um let's see uh so the lines are i think i forgot how to be happy something i'm not but something i can be something i wait for something i'm made for and i may or may not have accidentally fallen asleep listening to the song so it's definitely going to be in my spotify rap top (laughs) five i think this year and i'm not mad about that at all but this it's a beautiful song and the lyrics are amazing. Uh, Billy wrote this with her brother, Phineas, and Phineas writes all sorts of songs that I absolutely love and that my dad loves as well. Yeah. Um, so this is definitely a um, a new favorite song. Um, I think the only other thing that I wanted to bring up now, because I thought about it as soon as I started talking about this song is... There's a bus scene where Barbie's sitting at a bus stop and Ken has run off to do whatever he's doing. He's going on a walk. And Barbie just takes a minute to look around. She's really um, nervous and and, uh, anxious about her little situation with trying to figure out who she needs to talk to so she can fix Uh Barbie land for herself. And... Um, she'd said earlier that she wanted to come here so she could fix her flat feet and get rid of the cellulite that she suddenly had and <laughs> get everything back to normal. And she's sitting at this bus stop and she looks to her right and there's this very old woman somewhere in her 80s, who knows, maybe even 90s, just sitting there living her life reading a magazine. And she, she just she turns to her and says, "You're beautiful." And I think that was the moment that Barbie realized, I'm okay with growing old. Because this woman has grown through all of it. She's gorgeous. She's she's old. She She has wrinkles. But she has smile wrinkles. And she has frown wrinkles. And she has mm-hmm. lived life to its fullest. Mm-hmm. And... Like, she looks around the park and she sees everybody in various different stages of life and various situations. Some of them happy, some of them sad. And it's just this glorious moment of humanity and and living life in all of its ups and downs. And it's a really beautiful moment. And, and of course, the woman replies, I know that. (laughs) Like, I know I'm beautiful. (laughs) It's just a great little scene.
1: I love it that that scene is one of my favorites in the entire film and um, that moment in particular when Barbie looks over over at this old woman my brain immediately went please just tell her she's beautiful like that's what I wanted to have happen and then that's is what happened and it was just you this, it like into existence <laughs> it was just this very very satisfying moment to me and I I feel like Barbie in this movie is a great example of how women in general are where we look at the women Mm -hmm. and the people around us and we notice their beauty and their achievements and who they are and how amazing they are no matter who no matter how well we we know them and then we all but we still have our moments where we feel like we do not live up to anything else that to to Mm -hmm. anything that anybody else has done Um, which leads me to um, one of my other favorite moments in the film and that is during Gloria's speech t- somewhat towards uh, the end yes. of the movie and this speech I mean we had applause in the theater after this speech happened it was um, amazing
0: we tried to get it started in our second theater no go
1: that's fine <laughs> yeah, I, it's I, okay. not it's everyone wants those, to clap yeah it's one of those moments where I the f- speech was about halfway over and I went I want to applaud this And I wasn't going to unless somebody else started it. Because that's just kind of how I am. Um, And somebody else did when we saw it, luckily. But um, this speech hits home so, so hard. And... I feel like it's something that I've heard a lot because I've discussed it with people a lot. I don't remember if you and I have ever discussed any of these feelings of what it's like to be a woman and to have to live in a world like this and what goes on in your head. But I know I've had this discussion with people, this idea that you have to be beautiful, but not too beautiful or else you're going to make other people jealous. And you have to be kind, but you can't be too nice or else you're a pushover. But at the same time, if you ever raise your voice or if you get aggressive, you're seen as mean or rude or um other words for it um like (laughs) uh but at the same time like you still have to you have to be strong and you have to be assertive but again you can't do that too much or else people think you're rude and um Mm -hmm. i i feel like i i genuinely wonder if men have that same like if if that's an
0: everybody thing or just women um they have a slightly different one which as from what i understand of it i i can list a few things that i think i understand from it but mm-hmm. i definitely don't know all of it because i have not lived their experience mm-hmm. but crying is very much something that they don't it it's like not socially acceptable for them to do it's like mm-hmm. you do not show your feelings you don't talk about your feelings your you're a wuss or a, a girl if if you do any of those things, and it's it's this very it, very fragile little situation that they also live in, where it's less you have to project uh, perfection and more you cannot show emotion, mm-hmm. and um, or at least not the ones that um, have historically been considered female emotions or mm-hmm. whatever and um yeah you have to be tall you can't be too skinny you can't be too overweight like they do still have their own body image issues that they have to deal with and it's really unfortunate like we're we're playing this little game where we're like oh the women have all the struggles all the oh, no it's the men that have all the struggles we have pushed these struggles on each other for th- thousands of years Unfortunately. I don't know why, but we 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 just do this to each other, and we're stuck in this vicious cycle where we could just stop and talk about our feelings and eat what we want to eat, but <laughs> still take care of ourselves. And we all look so beautiful. Human beings are beautiful, and that what I feel like that was the message of the films. Human beings are beautiful, and we work best when we when we're kind to each other
1: Mm -hmm. human beings are beautiful life is beautiful and you Mm -hmm. just you kind of just have to do what's comfortable for you but at the same time you need to be lifting other people up as well you know Mm -hmm. and i agree i feel like that's absolutely the the message of the film but i just feel like greta did a great job of pointing out like yeah this is Honestly, a lot of those struggles that were mentioned are things that are constantly on the back of my mind, even if like, I don't realize they're there. Like it's, it's something that I feel like a lot of women constantly think about. And, um, I love that she pointed that out. Um, if you've watched any early interviews from, we've, we've talked about this a lot on our podcast, how Ryan Gosling has built up this movie since over a year ago, like with interviewing for other films and um, one thing that both Hitman and Margot Robbie have said is that when they looked at the script, they were like, this is amazing. They're never going to let us make this movie.
0: Mm-hmm. And, and yet like, they did. They and did. it's in theaters right now. And it's doing great.
1: I think one of the reasons that they might have been worried that it wasn't ever going to be like, you know, greenlit is because it's so outward on what this world is actually like, while also pointing out the beauties of it. And um, it just, it does a great job. The film's absolutely amazing. I have one more thing I want to mention that's not nearly as serious as the last, like, No worries. Go for it. I want to talk about Alan for a second. Oh, I'm so glad (laughs) you brought it up because (laughs) I thought about him a minute ago and I was like, oh, we better have time to talk about Alan. We always have time (laughs) for Alan. So let me tell you, going into this film, I was really worried about Alan. I was personally really nervous that they were going to take the stereotype that we're seeing in a lot of movies nowadays, where there's the one guy that's a little bit different than the other guys. And it's kind of like, uh, best way to say this is like a coded gay character, mm-hmm. where they don't straight out say that they like men instead of women, but they definitely hint at it. And then they're just like a one off joke. That's yeah. what I was worried Alan was going to be. But that's not at all what he was. He is a great representation of somebody that hasn't quite figured out where they fit in or what they want, but you know what? They're still really, really freaking cool. And like they, they just, when they do find a place that they're comfortable, they, they thrive and they have fun and people enjoy having them there. And I, I love what they did with Alan. I thought he was hilarious. Um, I, Michael, Sarah, I think it's Michael Sarah that plays him does a great job. I don't know if you have any other thoughts
0: on that. He's amazing. Um, Yeah. Alan was spectacular. Like, I I liked that um, he very clearly was, you know, Ken's best friend and because he he wanted to be there for him but he also knew how to have boundaries like there Mm -hmm. was a point at which he's like i can't i can't do this anymore i need to leave i'm not comfortable here and he really genuinely does try to leave barbie land uh, and he helps out gloria and sasha by beating up about six or seven kens (laughs) and he does a really great job at it
1: I love that line when he was like, they're still trying, they can only stack the blocks vertically right now, but as soon as they figure out how to make a horizontal wall, they're going to close off this road. Do you remember that line?
0: Yeah, it's like as soon as they do it horizontally. Now, um, my sister said that the reason that she believes that that was included in, in that scene is um, in, in Barbie land, the Barbies are the construction workers, not the Ken's. So the Kens don't know what they're doing. <laughs> <laughs> so they're just building up because that's easy and it makes sense. Um, it's, like, it's
1: like stacking Legos as a kid. Like you can't quite figure out how to make like intricate 3D shapes when you're younger. But you can
0: stack them one on top of each other. Mm-hmm. So do you want to know financially how well this movie did? Oh, I know it's
1: doing really well. But if you have numbers, okay. I want to hear them.
0: They, they made back their entire budget plus extra in opening weekend. Oh, I believe it. that's it's insane. It's setting it. It's a record breaking box office success. Like it's made the most money out of any of the films released post pandemic so far. Um, And it's setting the record for any film that was not a sequel, a remake or superhero film so far. Um, Um, i remember reading it yeah
1: i remember reading an article and i can't remember who it was from so i'm sorry if i'm quoting it wrong or whatever but it says something along the lines of barbie made more opening weekend than the super mario movie made in its first three weeks which is huge because the super (laughs) mario movie did so well and everybody loved how well it did Because of the like post pandemic, everything that we've been dealing with, and now Barbie has beaten it just in its first like four days of being open.
0: Okay, do you want to know the numbers? Let me see if I can find the original budget real quick.
1: Um, its original Um, budget was
0: like 160, I want to say it was
1: 165 million, million yeah, something
0: like like that. So, um, where is the
1: and I think it's made more than. There it is. $100 okay. Hundred million. So,
0: okay. as of the twenty fifth of July, Barbie so was, grossed yep. two hundred fourteen point one million in the United States and Canada, two hundred fifty eight point five million in other territories. Worldwide total of four hundred seventy two point six million. Yes, it is. Go, Barbie movie. Doing incredibly <laughs> well, and I could not be happier. Or prouder of everyone in the film for doing so well with this, what was clearly a passion project. Mm -hmm.
1: I think that's, I think this is a good note to end on. And Mm -hmm. um, something that I also loved about the movie is that you can tell that everybody there was loving the time that they were having filming it. Because of the interviews that they have done and the behind the scenes footage we have, you can tell on screen, that they all love it. And I think that makes the film so much better than it would have yeah. been if they didn't believe in the project.
0: You can tell sometimes when you're watching a film when an actor's very clearly just there for the job. Mm-hmm. It, it it can show. and And when they really want to be there for the project, that also very much shows.
1: Yep. Well, I think that's a great... I think that's just a great note to end on it's Mm -hmm. the movie's just done great and to any of our listeners who are here and if you didn't like it that's fine you know it really it is like you have the right to like or dislike whatever you want Mm -hmm. for me this was exactly the movie that I needed to watch and I want to go back and watch it as soon as I possibly can because five dollar Tuesdays five dollar (laughs) Tuesdays megaplex it just it, it just it's a feel-good movie to me. I feel like it's gonna be one of those like, watch on your bat, like, anytime I'm having a bad day movie. Like, it's mm-hmm. just, it's it's an all-around good movie. It's got good humor, good plot, good morals. I, It's just great. Ten out of ten. Five stars. Would watch again. Two <laughs> ginormous <laughs> thumbs up.
0: It's just Can't wait to buy great. it. We'll I'm be buying absolutely it. Absolutely, gonna own it in as many different forms as possible because if I, they come I out with an extended version,
1: <laughs> I just I need it. I will own it, and the case better be pink. Mm-hmm. And the CD
0: better be. Oh yeah. DVD better be pink. I, I want got it all. the cup from Megaplex. I want. <laughs> I want the DVD. I want all of it. Want all of it.
1: Well, thanks everybody for joining us. We are so happy to have you here. If you liked it, check out our Barbie Dreamhouse episode, a Life in the Dreamhouse episode that we did back in like March-ish. Go check that out. That's a good time too. Um, Obviously we have more episodes to check out. We also have an Instagram at Entertainment Mania Podcast which we would love if you followed us there for episode updates. And we also have a Tumblr page at Entertainment-Mania where we also update about our episodes um and thank you so much for joining us have a wonderful evening bye
0: everyone